Laurie Strode's basement isn't it? Wait, what is it? It's not it. Oh, wait. All right, let's start over. Laurie Strode's basement isn't a cage, it's a trap. This is Spooky Spoilers. This is Spoilers. (laughs) That was hard to say. We had a hard time coming up with a spoiler (laughs) for that one. Uh, joining me tonight, or I'm Pappy, your host from Denver, Colorado, here to talk about the new 2018 Halloween movie. Joining me is M- Money, Mikey Tor. How's it going, Mikey? Good. How are you, Pap? Not. Uh, we also got somebody else here today, too. Superhero correspondent back for the first time in a long time. They call him PK. What's up, man? Yo, yo, yo. It is. Oh, man. It's great to be back. It's been too long. I'm actually back home right now in South Bend. Represent. Shout out. I know you love the you love the Halloween movies, right? PK. Oh yeah. I'm it's more of a I got a big Michael Myers. I'm a big Michael Myers fan, so I was looking forward to this one. Groovy, baby. <laughs> uh, Mikey, we were talking before. Had you seen any of them? Uh any of the Halloweens? Uh I've seen the first one and none of the others, and there's a lot of other other there Halloween are so movies. many Halloween movies. Pat, have you seen them all? Um, I've seen all of them, like at least partially. I haven't seen like the third one all the way through because it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. And then I think the Halloween like six, I haven't seen all the way through. The one with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's in a Halloween? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ant-Man? <laughs> Baby Paul Rudd. (laughs) Ant-Man versus Michael Myers. So this is a superhero movie. All right. Well, well, let's get started because I think think this should be a decent episode for us. The movie's killing it at the box office, right? I guess making a ton of money. Um, It seems to be reviewed pretty well, too. I think it's got like an 88% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Let's start with with you, Pat. What did you think of... uh, uh, this adaptation of of Halloween. I definitely think it's it's at least the second best behind the first one, or like the next best behind the first one. Um, they definitely brought it back to its roots, being like a more small and kind of a simple story, and just taking place in the little hometown like Haddonfield, and uh, yeah, they they brought the gruesome brutality of Michael Myers back. He was creepy and scary again. He wasn't kind of over fantasizes this this like supernatural thing they just kind of made him you know i mean they they play on that still but at the end of the day he's just a fucking menacing force of a human being and i think they did really well with that so did the, I liked it. did the lore uh upset you at all because they totally retcon basically everything except for the first one and maybe the second right yeah they took out everything but the first one, so that like this is a direct Smart sequel move. to <laughs> Halloween 1978, which I I didn't I wasn't bothered by it. Like most of the sequels are pretty trash, anyways. So true, I was okay with it. I think even like Jamie Lee Curtis is pretty happy about that too, from what I yeah, understand. I just think it it, it 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 just makes no sense if you actually try to go back and watch the other ones because well, she's what... his brother. 
she kills him. She's not his brother. She kills him again. It's like, what the fuck's going on? Rob Zombie shows up. Uh, it's actually, <laughs> they wanted to do this with Alien Covenant too, but that ended up um, falling through to re- to get rid of everything after Aliens um, and start off with a new sequel with Sigourney Weaver, but that fell through. Uh, this was directed by David Gordon Green, um, and he helped write it along with Danny McBride uh, of Eastbound Down fame. And like you guys mentioned it, uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis comes back. I actually kind of wanted to break this down by characters, uh, kind of go through each one, and then kind of talk about the story uh, through each character. Because I think that we really have like three major protagonists <laughs> here. So let's start with uh, Laurie Strode. Mikey, what did you think of... Uh, crazy cat lady laurie strode in this movie uh this is jamie lee curtis and she's back as laurie strode um she is like totally paranoid she's like uh she's got a bunch of guns in her basement she's got booby traps all over her property she's got cameras set up everywhere she's just super paranoid that mike myers is gonna break out and come back after her so she's super precautious and uh very prepared in case anything goes sideways so she's kind of like living out in the sticks all by herself and she's kind of separated herself from her family uh she's got a daughter and a granddaughter who's her daughter is it judy greer no is that her name andy oh, uh... matchek allison was the character matchek i have no idea uh yeah she's got a daughter that i guess she's had taken away by cps and stuff so because of the way she was raising her which was like uh survival skills and building bombs and shooting guns and stuff so she got her child taken away from her and then they've been kind of separated for a while and they're kind of like on not great terms Mm -hmm. and so she's just not a great mom but she like her whole deal is that she prepared her daughter for like the worst the world has to offer so she was like fine with that as like her cross to bear so she's just a paranoid grandma in this movie pat what did you think of the way she's introduced uh these two guys or i guess it's two podcast reporters i don't know who starts a podcast nowadays yeah (laughs) losers (laughs) uh anyway they come to like do this investigative journalism i would imagine like serial style podcast about the michael myers murders and it's like it ends up being like a big chunk of the movie. I mean, it might be 15, 20 minutes of, of an intro. Uh, uh, what'd you think about that whole plot and then their ultimate demise? Um, I thought it was a good way to, you know, kind of reintroduce this franchise and kind of tie up some loose ends. And, um, I honestly, from the trailers, I thought they'd be in the movie a little bit longer. Same. Yeah. Same the girl. Cause you kind of see her, her murder scene in the trailer, but um, I think bringing them in as like podcasters is kind of a way to bring it into this generation, which was kind of funny. And then, um, I don't know, I think it was cool just them being really excited about the case and really wanting to talk to Lori Strode and see what her side of the story is and how she honestly wants nothing to do with it. She's like, yeah, I'll get a quick three grand or whatever they offer her and 
she's just, you could just tell she's just totally shut down. She doesn't want to talk to anybody about it because they're trying to figure out what the motive is behind it. And she's like, there is no motive. He's just, he's just a killer. He's just evil. What, what more do you need to know? So I, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. The scene, the opening scene where they go and try to talk to him and make him talk. I thought that was pretty intense. Oh yeah. I mean, it's been talked about a lot. They have the giant, uh, checkerboard and my it was a shot in the trailer too and michael myers is like chained to a rock and then you're not supposed to step over the line or something or he'll he'll get you and then they're also talking about like you gotta tie your shoelaces it kind of reminds me of uh silence of the lambs when she's walking Mm -hmm. by all those other other inmates uh mikey did you pick up on this so so like when those two podcasters are getting killed uh it's a weird like chain of events. Like the the f- woman podcaster is going to the bathroom, and Michael Myers comes in and starts to like attack her, and then the dude runs in to stop Michael Myers, uh, and then the girl gets a knife, but m- she just hides in the stall. Meanwhile, the dude's like getting his head crushed in <laughs> against the bathroom door. I'm like, why is she not helping him? One of them could have at least escaped. Yeah, they just didn't. I don't know. The girl definitely had a chance when the the guy got like thrown into a corner or something and Mike was distracted and she could have like crawled underneath the bathroom. But I, I thought the build up to that scene was really good because uh, you could see Mike's figure in the background of a lot of shots like leading up to it while the guy's getting gas and the girls walking to the bathroom and stuff. He's like in reflections in a lot of shots and stuff throughout the whole movie. Actually. My favorite was the, uh, she walks by, uh, asking where the bathroom is. And like, there's like a split second shot. You see of Michael Myers in the background. It's like, you see him beating the <laughs> shit out of somebody. It's just like real, real fast. It was really funny. There's a lot of that stuff going on throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool scene, but I was super surprised that, the podcasters died so early. They didn't seem to be in the movie very much. And I kind of thought the movie was going to be about them, honestly. I don't even know if the other, the one guy died. I think he was just like so fucked up he couldn't even do anything. I don't know if he actually died or not. Yeah. Uh, so we started to talk about uh, Michael Myers a little bit. Nick Castle, uh, he reprised his role for the scenes where Michael Myers isn't in his mask. Like you don't really see uh his face but you kind of see his profile like the back of his head he's just like this old dude with grandpa strength i guess just ready to get out there and beat some ass uh and then you had james jude courtney who's uh doing more of the moving uh acting for the shape uh they take michael myers and they really make him more of a human character uh like i said they they retcon out the fact that like they say that he was actually arrested shortly after uh, that scene in the first one where he, he disappears after falling off the balcony, uh, which is referenced here. Uh, Pat, did it bother you at all that they, they made him more human in this one? It didn't bother me because I think I'm kind of like, I'm over the whole demonic possession type horror movies that we mm-hmm. only get now. So I was excited to get back to like the old school, like thrasher slasher type films. And I don't know. I think, I wasn't bothered by it, but I think it might have made it a little less scary, at least to me, like seeing him without the mask, even though you don't see his full face. I just, and also like, I think part of 
what made it less scary to me it was also what made it like almost more cool like the tracking shot where where they follow him through a couple houses and you actually see him oh, sneaking yeah. up on people mm-hmm. like, that was badass but it also made it a little bit less scary to me just because you see everything it's a, you see his process and everything but also it doesn't really matter because he was super menacing and brutal, brutal and he was scary throughout the movie but no it didn't bother me that they just made him a real person because at the end of the day that's that's what he was that's that's what makes it terrifying if you really think about it, it's just a guy deciding to kill a bunch of random people on one night was that tracking shot the one where he doesn't kill the baby or is that a different one uh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's up with that michael myers doesn't hurt babies just just horny teenagers he's got standards yeah i don't get <laughs> it man has to have standards yeah uh so that's the shape uh we this was almost the spoiler uh you basically have a new knockoff uh dr loomis in this one uh so he like has like the big twist in the movie what's his motivation he's like he's so into studying michael myers he doesn't want anything to to happen to him he well of, of course they're moving a bunch of uh people to this prison on Halloween night and Mike is one of them. And so this guy is Mike's doctor. And so his reasoning was he's going to ride with Mike all the way to the end until he's not his patient anymore. So that's why he's on the bus, but the bus crashes. So I don't know if we're supposed to suspect Mike did it or this doctor caused some mayhem on the bus. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Could have been the doctor. Uh, but yeah, the bus crashes and then everybody escapes. And then uh, the doctor is left on the bus and then uh, the cop shows up. And the, oh no, the kid, there's a kid and a, a kid and his dad show up and the kid finds the doctor and <laughs> shoots him real quick. And then uh, a cop shows up and then kind of saves the, the doctor. Uh, Officer Hawkins, the name of the cop. Played by Will Patton. I guess he's supposed to be a recurring character too or something. Yeah, they're saying he was like the first one to show up on scene of, and the original, even though it's not the same guy. But yeah. I think part of the doctor's motivation too is like when he, he ends up like turning and killing the, the cop, which was like kind of like a what the fuck? It, it wasn't like a oh shit. It was more of a what the fuck moment like. Like, I don't get it, but <laughs> yeah, I did he not get he, it. He, like, after he does it, he kind of was like, he's kind of like, ah, oh, now I know what it feels like. So I think it was kind of like he wanted to know what it felt like to kill somebody and like maybe he would understand Michael more. But at the same time, it's like, there's, there's much yeah, better, good better way to go about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of crazy. Killing somebody. Very hands on so, approach. I don't know. I think that was a kind of a strange choice, especially because. They didn't go anywhere with it. Like Michael Myers kills him like right after that. So it's kind of just like a random choice that was. It didn't really like take away from the movie for me. It just kind of was like okay. Well, that was weird. When they did that, <laughs> are they like kind of saying that the mask is like the whole deal to this killer or something? Because kinda. He- went crazy just to put on this mask 
And then somehow Mike didn't die because he got That's hit by true. the car. So he throws him in the back of this car and waits for him to put on this mask again. I don't know. I think the mask is supposed to be a key to something. I don't know. Or maybe it just sets Michael off. Yeah, I, I was watching a review and they're talking about the beginning scene where like the guy holds up the mask. And as soon as he holds up the mask, like, all the other patients started freaking out. Yeah. And like going crazy and that's kind of where the plays along the, the fine line of is he human? Is he like, like pure evil? Like, like in body form? Like, like they say he is. But maybe it is something to do with the mask. I, this movie is definitely going to get a sequel too. So I wouldn't be surprised if even the mask could be some kind of mechanism for like rebooting it with a different uh, guy in the mask. But uh, just going down the list here then. Uh, so we talked about Jimmy Lee Curtis. Uh, the, the three main protagonists, it's really kind of a generational story, three generations of, of women. Uh, reminds me a little bit of Hereditary. But so Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter is Judy Greer. And a lot like Hereditary 2, she's been kind of messed up by her, her upbringing from her crazy mom. Um, she doesn't have a lot to do in this movie, the mom character, uh, until the end. And doesn't she have like some like epic shot on michael myers or something like out of nowhere like her character all of a sudden becomes badass yeah i think it was like she i think that was part of her you know her growing up she like right at the end she her training she kind of tricked michael yeah she she pretended like you know she couldn't do it and she was like freaking out and then he was like oh yeah dude, i'm gonna take advantage of this and then <laughs> as soon as he he pops out she snaps out of it and she's like catch a bitch but I don't know. I think I think she did pretty well because it it made sense that she would hate her mom for that because she didn't get to live a normal childhood and everything. But th- at the end of the day, when when shit hit the fan, like she knows her mom was right, especially in the moment at least. I I like that scene. I thought it was like a cool because it looked pretty dire because Mike was like standing at the top of the stairs and they're in that trap basement that we find out. But. I think the best part of that scene though was was the shot of uh like right after or right before she shoots him i think it it like goes up the stairs and past michael myers and you see laurie strode's face coming out of the shadows kind of like like uh mm-hmm. reminiscing on the first mm-hmm. one where he does that to her and she's just like happy halloween michael it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my whole theater like clapped when that happened when it was the callback <laughs> <to> the- <laughs> <laughs> i love the shot like five seconds after that where mike gets blown up and he's just like looking up through the the trap door or whatever and like there's fire all yeah, over they're the place staring at each other. he's like surrounded i thought that was a great shot and it was like in slow-mo too it was pretty cool oh mm-hmm. yeah but they also should have just shot him in the face yeah they should have never stopped shooting him they should have <laughs> just kept pumping because <laughs> they, does, they never him. actually show him like on fire yeah you know there's gonna be a sequel mm-hmm uh so moving down the the generational moving down the family tree uh like i mentioned earlier andy matchek i don't even know how you say her name but she plays allison so she's the granddaughter of laurie strode um in this family and she's got like a couple of other friends who i definitely want to talk about so um there's her boyfriend who's played by is it i think it might be it's either Miles Robbins or it's this other guy. I think it's the guy from uh, Blockers this year, but 
She's got this boyfriend who loves to get drunk at uh, high school dances, which apparently happen on school nights, and then and throw her phone in uh, <laughs> punch or dip or something. And then uh, there's also this weird, like, uh, nerdy character with, like, a giant uh, forehead who <laughs> who's, like, <laughs> creeping on her in a real beta weird way. Um, what do you guys think of, like, this whole high school act that's going going on? Uh, it's kind of breakfast rat, rat pack. These are basically the besides the girl these are the people that die in the movie um yeah it's nice that they brought it back to high school kids to kill <laughs> for for the return of mike um i don't know i i had no problem with these kids uh that one kid was definitely goofy looking and he was kind of a creepy character <laughs> in the end he looks like a on the south park you have no friends uh, there's this, <laughs> this kid who has uh, Facebook and gets one friend. <laughs> he looks exactly like that kid. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really care for like the whole high school dance scene. I thought it was kind of random, especially since you didn't actually get to see like or I don't know if he ever did, but mm-hmm. like her boyfriend, he didn't get killed, which I figured he was a slam dunk to be one of the ones that gets killed. Mm-hmm. I think the maybe that was a scene that got cut out of the movie. I don't know. I think the weak part of this movie is you think some of these characters are going to have bigger parts or something. And I thought these high school kids, like yeah, like Pat said, that the boyfriend kind of just disappears. He just gets drunk, and then we never see him again. I don't know. I like at least kill that kid or something. But yeah, we just he just disappears. <laughs> I think the from weird, the, movie. the weird looking kid had. Uh, I think he had my favorite death in the movie though. That scene with the the big sensor lights, that part was awesome. What happens? Yeah, that was pretty cool. When he's like, after he tries to make a move on the chick, oh. she like says fuck off and she leaves and Michael Myers slowly creeps behind him and he thinks it's like the guy who owns the house. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting there and he's talking to him. Then the sensor lights go off and then all of a sudden he, they pop back up and he's like right in front of him basically and you can hear him just. You can hear him fucking breathing, and that part does he cool. end up sticking him on a fence? Isn't that what happens? He like impales him on a spiky fence. Yeah, Dude, yeah. Mike yeah. Myers gets creative in this one too. He impales that kid, and then some other guy. He like, I don't even know how he would go about doing this. He decapitates one of his victims, and then like hollows out his skull, and then makes it like a jack o' lantern, <laughs> <laughs> and puts him in a car. Yeah, he puts like a flashlight in there. Yeah. That's- that's Arts and crafts. Yeah, exactly. Myers. I was him, like <laughs> sitting Indian style, like carving his head like a pumpkin, <laughs> admiring it. <laughs> and then the dad that walks up and checks it out, he's like, "What the oh, idiot!" <laughs> Worst. And immediately gets killed. Yeah, he was he was a dumb character. There's only one other character I wanted to talk about. Uh, his name's uh, Julian, and he's this little kid who's being babysat. Oh what, my god! What do you think about him? He stole the show. <laughs> He's like a joke. This is definitely Danny McBride's writing part coming through. It's like joke city with this kid. When they're talking about the Alakazam or whatever, he's like, "Yeah, why are you gonna bring your friends over here and smoke oh, yeah. weed?" <laughs> <laughs> she like calls her out. They call it Alakazam. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, on one hand, I thought the kid did a good job, but on the other hand, like, I kind of hate this kind of shit because like the movie just stops to do to do jokes like it's kind of like the stuff that bothers me in like guardians of the galaxy volume two or just too 
too comedic for my taste. I don't know, Mikey. Did you did you like it? Uh, I felt like the movie did come to a, a halt because we are stuck in this house following this kid and this girl around for like the next 15 minutes. Yeah. And then they aren't part of the movie for the rest of the movie because they die. Uh, I don't know. It's just like that thing that, that this movie does, but they're also killing people. So that's why they're not uh, in the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like... Uh, the girl was going to meet up with this girl and then we'd get a bunch of high school kids running around. But Mike just kind of moves on from group to group of people. So nobody like kind of sticks around too long in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that scene could have benefited from the comedy stopping when Michael Myers, like when they figure out he's in the house. Oh yeah. The kid's like, still going. Yeah. He, even when, even when Michael Myers is like killing his babysitter, he's running downstairs telling her boyfriend that he doesn't like it. Yo, go upstairs. You're going to die. die. Better like, get out of here, Dave. Yeah. It was, that was funny, but like, like you said, it, that, it does kind of bother me because like I said, the movie wasn't as scary as I wanted it to be. Right. So I think that scene when they realize somebody else is in the fucking house with them, but they don't know where he is, like that scene could have been really scary. But, Besides that, that kid was funny as shit. Yeah. And, and that's kind of all that I had. Uh, the only other thing that I want to talk about, too, is the score, which we can play a, a clip of. Thank you. I, wanted, I was going to say something Yeah, about it's that. Uh, mm-hmm. John Carpenter, because he also composes a lot of music, if you didn't didn't know that already, but he, he redid the theme, I think along with his son for this one, and it's, it's basically the same traditional Halloween theme with maybe like a little bit more <laughs> up-tempo, a little bit more of a driving bass kind of with it too. Uh, do you like it, Pat? Oh, yeah. I was listening to it in the car. And like, oh, it's sweet. Know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I watched like a little behind the scenes like feature about the music with John Carpenter and there's this one shot where yeah the guy was playing like a uh, electric guitar but he has a like a violin bow just like screeching it across the string and that was one of my favorite parts about the the, the score is yeah it it had the classic feel but with kind of like you said it had a like a driving bass undertone that was really like heavy and had those creepy like uh-huh. <laughs> sounds like it was cool. <laughs> so any other uh any final thoughts uh from you guys? Anything we didn't talk about that you'd like to to bring up? Uh I thought it was shot really well. There's some really cool looking scenes in here and we talked about the tracking shots. Mm-hmm. But my favorite shot was uh when Mike is watching a woman talk on the phone through a window and you can see his reflection through the window and then he walks around back and kills the girl and you can see it all through like the perspective of Mike through the porch window. I thought that was really cool and there's a lot of different kind of shots like that throughout the whole movie so yeah. That was really good looking. That's a good one and then there's one too with the the kid who shoots that innocent man uh when he's coming around the truck uh the 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 camera kind of follows him in the headlights of the truck, and then the kid kind of comes through it. Oh, that was yeah, a great that's shot. right when the, the mm-hmm. they first break out of the 
the bus. That's a really cool one too. Anything else that we want to address? Um, I I was really kind of confused with like just the very last shot. How you know they get in the truck and they're driving away, and then it just it has a weird, really weird tone, and it kind of pans down to the girl holding the knife, kind of like it's yeah. setting something up. And I was just kind of like, oh. "Fuck's that all about?" She, she's got a taste for blood now. She gonna put on that mask? That's what I was thinking. I that's why I was like, because she did like stab that motherfucker at the end. Like she she didn't need to, but she went for it like a couple extra times, and it's like maybe I don't know what's gonna go on, but unless they're all gonna team up and try to kill him in the next one, but, she's gonna put on that mask. I don't know. <laughs> the world's ready for the oceans. Yeah, that was the one last thing movies. I wanted to say too. Is the mask? <laughs> yeah, the mask was like perfect. I love oh, it. the mask looked great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, well, let's uh, go ahead and get into yes or no's. I'll go first. Um, it is a soft yes for me. Uh, I, I, like I said, I don't have any complaints about the way it was directed. I think the screenplay is okay. Um, I, I do kind of question the need to have uh, a movie like this, especially when you're just going to retcon out a bunch of the movies that already exist in canon. Like, you know, maybe just come up with a new slasher guy um but regardless it's not it's a solid movie i gave it like a three out of five um it's uh it's good for this time of year for sure and i think it does like like uh pat was saying it is one of the better halloween movies for for what that's worth so uh soft yes for me maybe catch it when it gets on on vod or watch it right before halloween to to celebrate uh pat we'll go with you you next superhero correspondent Slash Michael Myers correspondent. <laughs> yeah, it's a yes for me. I uh, I was really looking forward to it. I wasn't really disappointed at all. But I, like I said, it wasn't as scary as I wanted it to be. But at the same time, like I'm such a Michael Myers fan, I was just kind of excited to see him, you know, back in action doing his own thing. So maybe that was part of the reason it wasn't as scary. But yeah, it was it was good. The score was awesome. That like Mikey said, it was shot really well. I was really impressed to see, you know, David Gordon Green and Dan McBride, how they would handle it. And I think they did really well, so, yeah, it's a, it's a yes for me. All right, Mikey, third? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a solid yes. Um, everything we've said, I agree with. I thought the writing could have been better, uh, but it was directed really well, and there's some really cool shots. I thought the new theme is really awesome. Um, just uh, I thought it was nice that they retconned all of the other ones because the other ones are trash and this is probably <laughs> the second or first best one so it's nice that they just totally started over and if they want to make one last one just make it an official three a tr- trilogy I'm totally fine with that and kill that motherfucker yeah. <laughs> yeah just make it a trilogy and make it official and then since this did so well, I'm assuming it's made a bunch of money. Um, they're probably going to make a Jason movie, so that'll be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be bad, probably be bad, and not nearly as good as the Halloween movie. But and directed by I really like this movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought this movie was pretty good, and it had no reason to be good. It's a slasher movie, so it could have gone either way. But I thought I liked it. Nice. Well, there you go. That's three yeses. Uh, preserved movie, adding to the 
the ranks of good movies we've seen here in 2018. Uh, superhero slash Halloween slash slasher correspondent PK. Good to have you back on the podcast. It's been too long since you've been on. I know, dude. We got some. We got some good Marvel movies and superhero movies coming up this coming year, and I'm excited. We got Aquaman. Oh, December. we're doing that for sure. We got it. <laughs> we got Captain yeah. Marvel coming out, and then you know what happens oh, next May or April. Yeah. Can't Ooh. wait. And then, uh, and then uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Take it away, spooky spoiler man. Spoiler man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Thanks to Ox Animox for the music.